Welcome to another episode of Tuesdays with Roger. I'm Diana Guvertz, and once again, we are here with Roger Etner of Recon Analytics. Hey, Roger. Good morning. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and it's a wonderful morning, uh, and we are going to chat about uh, some stuff that's going on most uh, obviously earnings. Um, AT&T is going to report soon, uh, but already T-Mobile has done so. So I thought we could chat about that briefly. Uh, I mean, they dropped another pretty stellar report. They had, you know, 780 something thousand um, net additions. They had um, record service revenue. I mean, can anybody beat this? Well, it, it was a really, really good quarter. Uh, their their net ads were up, uh, their their churn was down, and their ARPU was a tiny bit down. But usually you can have two out of three. And they managed to almost have three out of three, which is which is pretty stellar. Uh, so you know, and they expanded their network, they expand um, they're expanding their distribution. Uh, their network is performing, from what we can tell, pretty well. Uh, right now, they are they, they are executing well. They're growing into profitability. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it looked like two years ago, it looked a little bit shaky if they can grow out of the losses. They impressively grew out of the losses. They're executing very, very well. You know, it's like they are not the uncarrier, they're the carrier right now. <laughs> you know, uh, that, you know, it's like they, they almost remind, you know, that they're right now the most typical traditional carrier that executing extremely well. Whereas uh, you're seeing uh, AT&T, both AT&T and Verizon, uh, growing away from it because they have basically tapped out their market and and now grow in in adjacent things and are trying and, and growing the pie in, in that way uh, Verizon is struggling the most here uh, which is surprising because they used to execute so brilliantly uh, but you know when you look at the numbers, not all well in, in Basque and Rich right now, I would say. But uh, I'm sure they're cracking the whip there and trying to get back to, to, to being uh, the, the machine that they, uh, that they usually are. Well, I guess we'll find out later this week uh, just how well they're doing with that. I do want to drill down into a couple things from the T-Mobile report. So as you mentioned, uh, ARPU was down just slightly, but uh, they on the call were talking about how they have a, a view of stabilization. I mean, how important is, is stabilizing ARPU? I mean, I know we've talked about how ARPUs have been falling. Um, why is that such a big deal? Well, because it, it heralds the end of the price war that uh, we uh, we have and and T-Mobile has been the uh, you know the, the the champion of that price war and, and led it and now you know you saw the news that that the highest end plan is now more expensive than Verizon's so uh, the leader of that that ride down uh, you know is now trying to pull it back up and we're getting closer and closer to price parity with Sprint being the exception, but still 
still struggling there. And in the end, it, it's, it, it also shows you that T-Mobile is growing up because when you look at AT&T and, and uh, Verizon, they're predominantly measured on profitability. That's what a mature company uh, gets measured on, profitability. Because that's, people get paid in dollars and cents and not in subscribers. And T-Mobile is getting there. Uh, yes, they're, they're telling us and are, are rightfully celebrating their subscriber gains. But the more important measure is revenue and profitability. And that's what, what you see uh, T-Mobile emphasizing uh, more and more. So it's a measure of success. It's a measure of maturity. But uh, you don't have that almost fool's freedom that somebody like uh, like T-Mobile enjoyed, where it simply said, growth, 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 growth. It doesn't matter where profitability is. Uh, to now, profitability matter. Sprint still has that fool's freedom where, you know, I, I don't think too many people are looking for profitability right now from uh, Sprint. People are looking for growth. And uh, that's why they can, you know, even in a very small way, give away their service for a year because they want to see growth. Right. And so, so bringing Sprint into the picture on the call, uh, John Ledger was also kind of talking about how, uh, you know, everybody expected T-Mobile to respond to that free year of service offer, but they didn't. And, and John said that that was because some offers just aren't meant to be responded to. I mean... Are you going to take him at his word there, or um, he also... Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. Especially when we look back at the Sprint offer, it was for people who brought their own device, which means only Verizon people, or very, very few, uh, like iPhones, and only new, new devices. So it was a, a very close, a very small pond of people. It was a big splash for the small pond of people, but it, it was not a, a mass offer, and it is not a mass offer. When you look at all the fine print, you know, it's like, you know, a couple hundred thousand people, maybe a couple million applies right. too. And uh, so, yeah, it's not meant to be... Uh, be, be responded to it. it it's like it reminds me of when, when, uh, when T-Mobile was like just starting and they were going at it and doing something very aggressive and AT&T responded with whatever. Uh, I thought that was the right response. It's just you can't let them get away with stuff forever, but you have to respond it when it really becomes a, a threatening move. But I don't see uh, the the BYOD offer with a free year for people with like high end phones is a is an offer to respond to. Okay, uh, and one of the other things John Ledger said uh, during the call was that uh, T-Mobile, yes, they do get some um, switchers coming in with all these device launches. Of course, we're expecting launches from Samsung and uh, Apple coming up. Uh, but he said, really, T-Mobile's doing pretty well on its own dragging people in or pulling them, I guess. Dragging kind of has interesting connotations. He Pulling people in uh, on the strength of their unlimited plan alone. Um, and, uh, you know, he kind of cited a bunch of porting ratios, you know, 1.2 against Verizon and much higher against AT&T. I mean, what are your thoughts around that? I mean, do they really have that strength? They did raise that price, and they said that it's still pretty popular. Well, 
the numbers say they have the strength, and they are testing that strength over and over uh, again, and the numbers don't budge. T-Mobile has done a really fine job in creating this halo of being on the customer's side, providing a great product for uh, an attractive price, creating value. They're, 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 for example, their thanked uh, offer is one of them. Uh, so, and we haven't seen the competition really push a lot back. Uh, which I, I think is a shame, because I think the numbers would not look as good if the competition would, would push back harder, and not necessarily by price cutting, but by offering more value. And, and I think that was uh, a very good uh, point that uh, Mike Sieber did on the earnings call, that it's not about uh, lowering price for customers, but giving them more value. And T-Mobile has done a better job than anyone else uh, communicating that value. Not necessarily having the value, but communicating the value. Now, have they done a fine job in, in that? Yes. But it's not that as stark of a difference as the numbers make it look like. Okay. Uh, and there are two other points I want to touch on um, while we're looking at T-Mobile's earnings. Uh, one was a really interesting change I thought I saw um, in their prepaid numbers. You know, they've been coming up, you know, in the, the 300,000, 400,000 ranges uh, over the past, you know, several quarters. And then this quarter, it dropped to 94,000. Um, I kind of tried to pester them during the call to, to get some answers, and they did address it, but kind of... Tangentially, they didn't directly address the numbers, but they said, oh, we got, you know, the highest ARPU from our prepaid customers. Uh, but, I mean, what do you think happened there? Well, I think what you see there is, you know, you can have two out of three. They raised their ARPU substantially. The churn slightly, I think, slightly improved. And that means your net ads go down uh, because you are... You're uh, optimizing revenue over 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 net ads, and and so that's a normal function that you can have two out of three, right. generally speaking, if you do well. And this was the quarter for them to optimize uh, ARPU and not to optimize uh, net ads. And it should be said that they also noted that they're expecting to uh, come up on doubling the number of subscribers uh, that they got when Metro PCS merged with them. So I think it was 8.9 million. So they said they're hoping to come up on that in the third or fourth quarter, uh, double that number. Um, but the last thing I want to address with you. Oh, Actually, the other th interesting thing on prepaid is they wrote off 4.4 million lifeline lines in prepaid or in, in the wholesale number. That is significant because they said that we don't that they don't think that Lifeline is economically viable. Uh, when you look at the ripple on effect, that doesn't bode too well for TrackPhone because most of TrackPhone's Lifeline customers are on T-Mobile, um, and it should also uh, give the FCC some thought how they have to redo and if they potentially overdid that clampdown on, on Lifeline. Right. On the other hand, uh, as the economy continues to improve, 
less and less people are eligible for Lifeline. So you have that, um, and then Lifeline is donating customers into, into prepaid. So that was a very, very interesting um, uh, development here. And uh, it will be very interesting to see what the other carriers say. You know, we know that Sprint ramped down their, uh, their Lifeline as well. And uh, we have to see what, what, how that develops and what the other carriers are saying that even traditionally have been less active in Lifeline. OK. We'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that as the other reports come out. Um, the last thing I want to touch on with you today uh, is T-Mobile's talk about distribution. You know, they're adding stores across the country. They said they're in 400 new cities that they were never in before. Um, you know, they're not just adding their own branded stores, they're adding Metro. Um, and they're hoping to get several thousand of those by the end of this year. Um, how do you think that's going to impact um, their business, I mean, and the bottom line? It, it's... It is the, it's the foundational uh, piece of work that they have to do to continue uh, their growth. Because now they're competing in roughly somewhere between a quarter and a third of the country, where they, or they, they're expanding into it where they haven't competed before. So the numbers that T-Mobile delivered were like on, you know, two thirds to three quarters of the country, not the full country. and so that will will continue to fuel their uh, growth in into the into the next several years as as they make inroads in more rural parts where where they now have um, a distribution very big development and they said that uh, and you know uh, at the end of the year that they would expand into these uh, what for them were white spaces basically on, on the map and they're going to be backing that up with their 600 megahertz deployments, correct? Exactly. The 700 and 600 megahertz deployments make it for them much easier uh, to get coverage in, in, in rural America. And uh, they are creeping up at... They, they're getting closer and closer to Verizon and AT&T that still have a geographically speaking larger network. But... Uh, that difference is getting smaller and smaller by the day. I thought the, the other interesting thing was the comments about m and <laughs> And those were, like, hilarious. Uh, but uh, especially when, when looking at their, their favorite uh, uh, or likely partner, Sprint. And, you know, I think Sprint's uh, endeavor of, uh, signaling to to T-Mobile that they are that they that other people think that they're pretty too uh, might might backfire, especially if nothing comes about it. Uh, so, uh, because if you try to find other suitors and you end up to to make your your main suitor jealous and you come up empty, you're Suter might think you're not that pretty after all, you know. <laughs> it so, could backfire. It could backfire. So we'll see what happens. 
All right, we are going to be sure to be keeping tabs on that as well as all the other uh, metrics as we go forward into the rest of earnings uh, later this week um, and in the coming weeks for other companies as well. Roger, thank you so much for your analysis here. Uh, it's been really insightful and we can't wait to chat with you more again soon. It was a pleasure. All right. All right, guys, Bye -bye. we'll be back again next Tuesday with another episode. Stay tuned.